Now, back to the Mulberry Lane Show on the Mighty 1290. Brought to you by Elisa Ilana. Once again, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, welcome back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry on the Mighty 1290. If you have ever wanted to leave your circumstances, get away and start new, you will understand our next guest. She is part Choctaw Indian a dynamo of poetry, music, and artistry. Samantha Crane's new album, Kid Face, to be released in February, was recorded over nine days, and get this, no digital, no computers, all analog. Beautiful. She's an Oklahoma girl with a Choctaw name, Samantha Crane. Poetic heart and gypsy soul, wanderlust and rain, Samantha Crane. Welcome to the show, Samantha. Thank you. I was not expecting such an intro there. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we do it on the Mulberry Lane Show. First, tell us how this new album came together. Well, last year, I wanted to start thinking about producers for my next full-length album, and I had kind of been wanting to work with John Vanderslice because I'm a big fan of the Spoon album, Gimme Fiction, and also the Mountain Goats album, Heretic Pride, Mm -hmm. and I really like the production on both of those albums. So we had contacted him about doing sort of a practice uh, round and, and doing this seven inch with him and seeing how we work together and I ended up absolutely loving working with him and being in his studio out there in San Francisco Tiny Telephones we have a lot in common starting re- recording principles and how we like to go about recording an album and does he have any digital equipment at all, or does he always record all analog? Yeah, the whole studio is is all analog. It's kind of a joke, like, there's not a computer in the building. Wow. Sort of thing. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh-huh. And you had instant rapport with him? Yeah. I mean, I think he's pretty well-known as being a genuine, nice guy. Yeah. We have similar sort of philosophies in how we like to record albums and what kind of sounds we like and, mm-hmm. and how we like to structure. So we hit it off pretty That's great when you find somebody that you creatively mesh with so well. When you recorded, did you go in and record straight to tape or did you go back and do vocals? What was the process like? It was kind of half and half. I mean, everything was recorded to tape, but we do like some track by track where I do okay. guitar and then vocals mm-hmm. and then violin or something like that. But about half of the album was recorded with me and Anne, my drummer, and Brian, my bass player, just all in the live room playing the songs from front to back, like completely live, and then just adding in, you know, background vocals or something like that afterwards. Would they record your guitar playing and your vocals at the same time? Yeah, whenever we did those songs, we, we did work that way. No. There, there were a couple songs, probably half the album, that we just single track. Now, the songs are more autobiographical on this album than your previous albums, which is kind of a different path for you. So what kind of prompted that introspective change? Really just me getting older and being more comfortable with, you know, being completely honest in a song. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're younger, you're always trying to, like, I think, impress people or make your life not seem a little more in- interesting than what it is or something. Well, I read where you... Um, where you thought your life was too boring to write about. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I did. And also the fiction writer in me and having kind of a, a big imagination. I dabbled in, you know, autobiographical writing, but I'd always feel the need to add a little bit of color or interest mm-hmm. uh-huh. to it. And I think this album is the first time that I've really been able to um, be of, like, well, this is what it is. And, you've kind uh, of settled I, into yourself, basically. Yeah, I think so. And you probably lived more to have more experiences as well. 
Yeah, I think I've got a little more to write about, too, now. <laughs> now, are songs more fun to perform or less fun now that they're so personal, would you say? I actually, I, I like them. You know, with some of the, the songs that I've written in the past, after a while, uh, you can grow kind of disconnected to them mm-hmm. as you're singing them every night, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. With these, I think I can always maintain that connection with them because they happen to me, you right. know? And so they'll maintain their personal aspect of it whenever people... Play. And they can feel that and see that when they see you perform, too. Yeah, I think so. Now, you're four foot eleven, and you've traveled alone across the country in your truck, <laughs> changing tires yourself and playing music. So where did the fierce independence come from? You know, I wish I could tell you. I think I was just kind of born with it. Um, uh-huh. My dad's a pretty fearless person. I always kind of looked up to him. He's also kind of a a small guy, but he's done so many amazing things with his life, and is just kind of a, a big, like, powerful man, not necessarily, like, in his height, but just in every other aspect of him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so I might have kind of picked that up from him or something uh-huh. like that. <laughs> Were you raised to believe that you could do anything you wanted to? Um, yeah, I think so. Not necessarily in a, in a way of, like, that I was this unique, special person who, like, mm-hmm. deserved everything. It wasn't like that. It was more of a... You know, if you work hard enough or if you want something enough, then you can kind of do whatever you want. Now, you're of Uh Choctaw Indian heritage, and you're from Oklahoma. So have either of these influenced kind of your path and your music? The Oklahoma thing um, is probably, I mean, with y'all being from Nebraska, you might understand a similar sort of geography. Like Mm -hmm. the thing that you look out on, the thing that you're seeing all the time, it kind of lends itself to a country folk feel. I mean, it would be really interesting to look out on a wheat field and and be inspired to, you know, write a rap song or something. (laughs) I'm sure people have done it, but that's not necessarily what first pops into my mind. Exactly. We can relate to that. Yeah, I think with the people that you're around and the landscape that you're around, it does lend itself to a certain lonesome cowboy sort of feeling. Uh And um, so I think that's probably a big reason why um, my music is kind of aired on the Americana side of things. Um, As far as being Choctaw, um, with Indian songs, with drum songs, those have a very emotional background to them. I mean, most of the time, the songs, they're not even saying, you know, real words. They're just using syllables. And there's a lot of emotion that comes from behind that. More emoting with the sounds instead of the meaning of the words. Right, exactly. I mean, using non-lexical vocables like that, nonsense Mm -hmm. syllables, um, it really is a lot about the emotion. Critics have taken note of that also, and your voice has been described as very emotive and what was said was gorgeously odd. And (laughs) Rolling Stone, Spin, New York Times, and NPR have all praised both your writing and your singing. So how does that feel? You know, I mean, it's still really exciting. You know, Rolling Stone has, has been really great over the years and has featured me in their magazine and on their website and stuff. Every time I see something like that, it, I still get giddy because, I mean, I guess it just... Um, kind of a it, validation. It, yeah, and it's a validation not just for me, but also for, I think, the music industry as a whole because, I mean, there's nothing, like, weird or, like, gimmicky or I'm not cool, you know. I'm just, like, a person playing songs. So it kind of bears some sort of hope for me that, like, the music business does still take notice of people that are just like trying to write good songs Mm -hmm. rather than 
a gimmick, yeah. commercialism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I have a question. In our travels, being from Omaha, many people have introduced us or said, so what's it like living in Oklahoma? Because they get Omaha and Oklahoma mixed up. <laughs> so I'm wondering, have you ever been mistaken from being from Omaha? I haven't, no. <laughs> it must just go one way. <laughs> I guess so, which is kind of interesting because I feel like, you know, Omaha has kind of a reputation of being a music town, so I'm mm-hmm. surprised that people would get it mixed up. <laughs> yeah, we, we always found that to be really strange, you know, a city with a state. I don't know how people get it mixed up, but they do. So now you are starting a tour very soon, and this time you're going to be on the road with a band. Yeah, yeah. I guess I've always played with a band. I mean, this past year is actually the first time that I've really done any sort of lengthy touring by myself. Yeah, I've always pretty much played with a band. We're going to be using the whole group that played on the record will be playing for the album release. So do you like touring more with companions, or do you like being alone better? You know, the reason why up until last year that I had never toured and traveled by myself is because I had always been such a person and liked being around mm-hmm. people and mm-hmm. um i think as i've gotten older i've really started to cherish my alone time and so it's actually become really fun and special for me to get to travel around and tour by myself but this time around i'm very excited to share these songs with people with a full band now our topic for today's show is simplifying um, what can you share from your own experiences about simplifying or getting back to basics well Uh, I have a tendency every once in a while to kind of drastically get rid of a bunch of stuff. Like I'm talking about, you know, over a period of two years, building up a lot of belongings and Mm -hmm. things like that. And then one day I'll just wake up and and I'll get (laughs) rid of all of my clothes and everything. (laughs) I I wish I would get that. (laughs) I haven't done that this year, but I was actually just thinking about it the other day because I was sitting here in my house and looking at all of this stuff that I didn't even have a place for. And I was just thinking, I think it might be about time to get rid of some stuff again, (laughs) start over. But I always feel very freed and I feel like it's a very cathartic thing to do is gather all of your things and get rid of them and then start over again. And I love the fact that you can actually listen to that instinct because like Rachel, what I do is I, I have that instinct and then I look at things one by one and I talk myself out of it and say, oh, you need that for some reason. And I go back on my instinct, but you follow that. So on your CD is that song called Paint. And you said that you wrote that song because you were thinking about how silence is a good thing as well. Is that right? Yeah. And that kind of plays with this topic as well. So can you talk about how silence is good for the soul? Yeah. um, I mean, when I wrote this song, I was on tour in Europe, and this was one of the first times that I had traveled by myself, and I was traveling alone and by train, and so I had a lot of time to reflect on things, and I was sitting at a train station waiting on a train and peeling paint chips off one of the the posts there. I started, like, getting super introspective, I think, and feeling (laughs) like, oh, I feel like one of these paint chips just being, like, scratched away from society or something, you know, and... um, (laughs) But I got I got kind of excited because I had this feeling wash over me that I was just kind of like a ghost walking among the rest of the world. Like, I, I'd been by myself for so long at this point, you mm-hmm. know, five weeks, and I just felt like I was observing everybody else and not really participating at all. And that's kind of the perfect place to be in as a writer, you mm-hmm. know, to, to be able to kind of observe people without participating and that was the point that I was at whenever I wrote that song. And you kind of embraced that that inspired the song. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it's a beautiful album, and I love the fact that it was recorded all analog. And Can you tell us about the title of the album, Kid Face, and that song? My best friend and sometimes bass player, Penny Hill, came up with that name for me as a joke, like mm-hmm. rap moniker, sort of. But then I started thinking about it a lot. I do kind of look like a kid. That's where she got the, mm-hmm. the name. People are always thinking I'm like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I started thinking about those words, it really changes the way that you think about when, when people meet you. Your initial impression and also the way that they treat you and talk to you is really driven off how old they think you are or you know what kind of experiences they think you've had. And then mm-hmm. once they get to talking to me or realize that I'm older or have experienced you know, that drastically changes. I named the album Kid Face just because I kind of liked the sound of it and I thought it was a good descriptive term of myself. And then the song Kid Face on the album was just kind of about all of my thoughts towards the asymmetries between the age I look and the age that I am and the age that I feel. It took me like two years to hammer out all of those and actually get them into a song. And so, and you know, some songs are like that. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, Samantha, we want to thank you so much for joining us today and keep us posted on your success. We're excited for the album. And, and we've been enjoying listening to it. We have. Oh, thanks a lot. I'm glad you like it. And that will be released February 19th. And where can people learn more about you? We've just got our website redone. It's just samanthacrane.com. And that's C-R-A-I-N. Yes. Okay, and you're on Facebook as well. Well, thank you, Samantha. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.